When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Join our members-only club on Spotify and get exclusive podcasts only our members get Monday through Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time with Chinatown Hollywood. Get over there and subscribe now. Rock on! Everyone, how you guys and gals doing? Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. We got Miklo 1% coming on, and we got Black Dragon. He'll be doing uh, the first part of the interview, and I'll be doing a second one. It's going to be a great show, and uh, it's not going to be a rush show. We're going to let uh, Miklo get out what he wants to get out and uh, Black Dragon's going to be doing some uh, questions there. If you want to ask Miklo a question, do so in the Super Chat. You know, do a donation to the show, whatever you want to do. That'll get your questions up to the top. I got to make a correction on the story that I did with the Outlaws uh, MC. Uh, it was uh, Ireland, not uh, Iceland, uh, that chapter that got honored right there. So we're going to go into the show right now with uh, Miklo and Black Dragon. Let's get him in here. Uh, BD is here. Everybody knows BD of uh, Black Dragon Biker TV. And then there's Miklo 1% there. Black Dragon, what are you expecting out of the interview today? Uh, Well, I'm just... uh... I don't know what to expect. You know, this is not something that I normally get into the middle of. Uh, but I did see a video recently, and I uh, I, I saw where Miklo was undergoing a hailstorm. Um, he, he got invited to a debate, and uh, he decided to attend that debate, something I would have uh, not decided to do. But he decided to attend that debate. And he, in my opinion, he didn't get a chance to debate. He, what he got was attacked by several guys. And what I would like to know um, are, I, I would like to know the answers to the questions that we never really got to hear because he never got to speak. So mm. what I would like, so what do I want? I, I want to hear what he has to say. That's what I would expect. Rock on. How about you, uh, Miklo? What are you expecting to get out of uh, this interview as well as some of the points that you want to make during uh, this session? Pretty much the same thing, man. Uh, I felt like during that debate, I wasn't really given a chance to speak my mind, speak my piece, and uh, clear the air on a few things. Um. And, you know, I'm very thankful that you guys are giving me the chance to do that here. Rock and roll. With that, uh, without further ado or hearing myself talk, go ahead, BD, you're on. <clears throat> well, hey, Miko, how you doing, man? 
I'm all right. How you doing, BD? I'm pretty good. You know, I I've known you since um, heck, man. I've known you since your very beginning. Uh, before, well, you were always Miklo, but uh, before Miklo One Percenter, before all of that. Um, yep. So, I could say that I was very proud to always uh, feel like you were growing and doing well and what you had chosen to pursue. So I was troubled to see all of this stuff going back and forth on the internet, um, social media, because I think it's, an, uh, I think that creators really should have a, um, a, um, a goal of creating. And I don't see where all of this back and forth between channels is helpful. I've engaged in it. I've been a part of it. And so um, I don't tell you how I feel because I'm some angel pontificating on high. You know, it's not that way. I don't, I don't tell you because I feel like I, I'm some God creature. I tell you because it's something I did. And it didn't right. work. It hurt my channel. It cost me my channel. Hollywood lost his channel before. And I guess you lost one of yours. Is that true? Yeah. So all of that, that uh, cyber banging and what did it produce? It produces the fact that the people who listen to you, and there are many, those people don't get to hear you because you just got your channel taken off. Uh, especially right. uh, when it happens from from for me, it was channels that had far less viewers than I had uh, that were making the noise. And you can get a thousand people that say, hey, man, good job. Great job. Good job. And you can get uh, one person who says um, you're screwed up. And then people like to go and they concentrate on that one person. But what has gone on here has been. As I understand it from from the other show. Uh, many of them are, um, many of them graduated from a, a former place called Sucker Free MC. So, so many guys have gone out to do their own thing. And from what I, what I, from what I gathered there, uh, there was a, there, there was the fact that they didn't like, or some folks didn't like your portrayal of historic events that somehow your account, though it was account, an account shared by many, 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 many media sources, um, it was not an accurate an account. And so when they began to um, try to correct you on that, the accusation is that you had a very negative and visceral reaction and you began attacking them. So to that, that'll be my first question. Did you uh, have this visceral reaction and did you start attacking them? And if so, why? Absolutely not, man. Um, you know, my thing has always been respect. I give what I get. We give what we get. Uh, and we live by that, man. And all it takes is just a little bit of respect and you'll get the same in return. And, I, you know, you've dealt with some of these characters before, man. And that's something that they seem to lack, they, they don't just show up saying, hey, man, 
you know, I, I read something different somewhere, you know, maybe you ought to do a little more research or something. They show up being very insulting, very disrespectful from the gate. And, you know, you're right when it comes to, uh, you know, the cyber banging and going back and forth, it's, it's very unfortunate. And with me, and I think, you know, with you as well, all we do is respond when people come at us in a negative way. It's not like we're out there looking for it. You know what I mean? And, and that's been my thing. And with these individuals in particular, they have a very bad habit of just flat out making things up. And, you know, that's, uh, they, they can hurt your reputation. The internet is a very dangerous tool, man. It's a very dangerous weapon. And uh, if there's people out there just flat out making shit up about you, you know, that can be very detrimental. So that's why uh, it turned into a back and forth. That's why I responded. You know, people start making up lies about you and you're going to want to stand up and say, hey, that's not true. You're making that shit up, you know. So as far as them coming so, but, to correct you. The they history, came at you. Let, let's I, I'm sorry. I, I'm. This is not a debate, so I, I will interrupt you and try to make sure we stay on point. But sure. I'm not here to attack you. So let me let me guide you back to my question, though, which is, when they came at you, were you negative and attacking? Um. So, no, I don't think so. I mean, the thing is. The, if you're asking where the disrespect originated from first, it was from their side, not from me. Any, I think you know me pretty well, and anybody that comes at me with respect, I will give the same in return. You know? Right. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about um, uh, all this seems to be over the the whole AMA thing and and – AMA saying that uh, that that 1% that that 1% of the population was thugs and all this kind of stuff and and where that all came from what what was it in particular that that they disagreed with you about so vehemently okay so what they disagree is i spoke to a club from san francisco california a very old very well respected very well known club i spoke to a member of that club from uh Oakland from the Oakland uh, charter. And, you know, I asked him a long time ago if it was accurate as far as uh, the account of Frank Sadlek uh, putting out a uh, piece of paper with a one percenter diamond on it that was supposedly in 1957. This particular member of this club gave me permission to put that out there and to you know speak on that history that the the one percenter diamond traced back as far as 1957 to this club in san francisco and they hold that piece of paper to this day in their clubhouse and gave me permission to put it out there now these individuals are saying that the term miklo kind of uh froze up there let's see if he comes back on uh what's up everyone in the chat room right now uh what do you think so far bd uh well you know um i i i'm i'm loving the fact that we get to talk to him and we, we uh, are able to get you know his side of the story un un 
uninterrupted if I could if I could speak, you know, mm. trying to hear him uninterrupted and and in a debate forum. Debate forum is is an attack forum. Well, you have two guys that attack one another, but um, you uh, it's it's not a a whole bunch of piling on. So uh, hopefully he can come back on. He's man. Ever since I've known this kid, he's had spotty spotty uh, internet. I guess internet. it's all over the all over the world with that stuff. Uh, right. <laughs> you know, that guy needs to get a Verizon plan or something. Yeah, he does, man. Uh, why did you go to the AMA right off the bat? Well, I, I believe that this is where the the rub between these guys all happened, as far back as I could um, could could understand, could trace it. And I happened to see after they they had their debate, which which brought them a hell of a lot of viewers. This debate um, after they had that debate. It shut down very, very nasty. They started getting to a point where there was some uh, name slinging going on. You know, in the biker world, uh, 1%, 99%, whatever. We don't really do name calling, as it were. Name, name. There we go. Uh, All right. Sorry about that, fellas. No problem. We got to get you internet. (laughs) We got to get you a rising service or something. Now, you were saying 1957, right, Miklo? You there? <laughs> he froze again. Uh, you, you froze again, huh? <laughs> there he goes. You were saying 1957, right? Uh, as far as the information you got? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. About Go ahead. That. Uh, yeah, it said something about the connection or I don't know. But uh, anyway, so I put it out there on a video that, uh, you know, that, this one percent uh diamond was on a piece of paper that's this club had uh basically stated that that they were the first to put this out there one percenter in a diamond <laughs> these individuals claimed that their research led them to a uh easy rider or something that dated into the mid 1960s and you know my thing was how could it be in the mid 1960s when i got these people telling me it goes back to 1957 and you know, they basically their claim is that 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 club is just trying to be the first, and there's no date on the paper. You know, it really doesn't matter. I mean, it. You know, at the end of the day, this is we're just putting this stuff out there. All I was putting out there was this is what I was told. You know, that's the difference. Is when I put stuff out there, I'm not stating I was there. This is fact. I'm stating. This is what I've been told, and I believe what I've been told. You know. So did you did you ever research what they were talking about uh, to prove it false or real or anything like that, or did y'all just start slinging? Uh, you know, I I really I didn't put too much thought into it at all. It wasn't like this a big deal to me on who's right about the history, but this was all about to me was the disrespect. They started disrespecting me and making shit up about me. King is now holding court to hear all your issues and give you some wisdom to solve your problem. And that's how it ended up into a back and forth. I mean, if we wanted to talk about history, we could have a civilized conversation about history. That's, 
what this turned into was a back and forth immediately. These guys are professional internet antagonists. That's what they are. They scour the internet looking for people that to try to victimize. And what, that's what, what makes you say that? What makes you what makes you make that accusation? Because I've seen them do it to me and multiple other people. They did it to me. They did it to another guy uh, with this ghost reaper guy. Uh, and I mean, they've been doing it for a long time. If you look at some of the old articles on the page they used to be associated with, that it would be like a weekly thing where they would call out some new club on, you know, being a pop-up club. And that was the type of articles that they put out. I mean, it's, it's their track record. And, you know, uh, the, the one guy that they were picking on, I mean, I'm convinced that he was you know, not all there mentally. And I just, I feel like it's, it's a very cowardly thing to go after people like that. Um. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. I heard you make that accusation in a video. Now, um, they say what I heard them say that I can remember. Can't quote them word for word. There was a whole much, so much that went on, but... I can remember a point that they made that they have done extensive research. They've looked at records. They've looked at uh, perhaps, uh, and, and I'm paraphrasing and maybe adding my own stuff in, but they're looking, they're, they're looking at records or maybe hotel records or, or census records or whatever the case they may be, and they've compared all of these external sources uh, with the internal sources, and, and, and so they feel like they sit in a very well- <laughs> Uh, oiled position to uh, to 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 basically uh, debunk anything you've said. So what what is your response to that? And that's that's fine, man. I my thing has never been. I've never been sitting here saying my history that I'm putting out there is one thousand percent correct and everybody else is wrong. That has never been my thing. What I what I'm trying to put out is a better way to MC because this culture is in trouble, man. This culture is in trouble. We're handing this culture over to the feds and the powers that be on a silver platter because we're out there, you know, these guys like these guys are there. The solution that they're proposing is more control, more control all the time. And all we're trying to do is propose a different way of doing things. You know, as far as whose history is right and this and that, you know, had they come at me and said, you know, Miklo, uh, we think that your history that you're putting out here is incorrect and we want to talk to you about it. That would have been fine. But that's not what they did, man. They started putting out videos trying to humiliate me, you know, and trying to humiliate. They've done it to other people as well. That's their reaction. That's how they operate. Not only that, they put out a bunch of lies that they just flat out make up. You know, um, so, so we move to another part of it, okay. um, which is they be they began to and um, attack. So it it moved to a a um, a uh, disagreement between 
two points of view and two points of research on a subject, which which I can see that. I mean, there are some people that say King Tut was found in the Valley of the Kings, blah, blah, blah. And there are other people that say you haven't even found King Tut yet. I mean, so, you know, it's it's not uncommon that researchers would disagree. Sure. Uh, what I find amazing is that since nobody was there <laughs> and uh, all that anyone can do <laughs> is maybe be lucky enough to talk to anyone that was there. Uh, but memories phase, things like that, memories fog. And history has always been a a story of the winners. Typically, right. it's the winners that tell history. If you ask the guy who lost, his version of the story is completely different. So my 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 thing was like, these guys are arguing so hard back and forth. But then it moved to, oh, and by the way, you keep attacking one percenter MC traditions and protocol. Who in the hell are you to do that? So yeah. who in the hell are you to, to be um, attacking many of the things that you are known to go after? So like I was saying a minute ago, it's for me, it's a simple matter of, the culture is in trouble, man. I have a 1% diamond tattooed on my face, and there's a list of countries around the world that I cannot fly into right now because of that tattoo. You know, uh, I have a friend who's a biker's rights activist, and he said that he was arguing with a uh, lawmaker or a lobbyist or something in her office one day, and, you know, he was telling her, you know, we're unfairly targeted as bikers and this, this, and that. And all she did was pop open her desk and pull out a newspaper and plop it down on the desk. And it was a story about bikers killing each other, motorcycle clubs killing each other. And my point is, there has to be a better way. And there is a better way to MC where we're not out there shooting it out on the front porch of Outback Steakhouse every other week. You know, that's all that I've ever tried to say. And these guys their solution is more control, more control. The way we're going to solve this is with more dominance, blessings, more control. We got to control everybody. And all I've ever said is that's not the solution. The more you try to control, the more people are going to rebel and the more violence you're going to have. And at the end of the day, I care about this culture. I don't want this culture to turn into what it has turned into in Western Australia and other parts of the world where it's illegal to even have 1% MC tattoos and things of that nature, you know? And, and all I'm trying to do is, is show people there is a different way. I know of 1% clubs out there that do not believe in any of that control blessings, dominant stuff. And the way they operate is if, if you're out of our path, then we don't care. If you stay out of our way, we're not going to mess with you. We're not going to, we're not playing patch police. We're not rolling around trying to patrol everybody. As long as you're not stepping on our toes, that's all that matters to us. And that's the way it should be, man. But, you know, but listen, if, but listen to me, Miklo. Um, the question was, who are you that you can say that any of these things that you've been talking about, who the hell are you? Because that's what, that's what this argument has come down to. I'm, first of all, um, first I'm of somebody all, they, that loves you, this culture. 
and Say wants again? to see the best for it. I'm somebody that loves this culture and wants to see the best for it. Okay. So the next accusation, the next thing as your as your fight progressed was, well, who the hell even are you in with respect to you haven't even been on the set long enough to be making the accusations that you make. What is your answer to that? We started building Los Perros Motorcycle Club in 2012. It was what was called a bike life crew. I don't know if you're familiar with that term, bike life crew. It's it's a group in a major city of guys on dirt bikes and four wheelers that basically get together and ride around running through intersections, doing wheelies and stuff like that. That was what Los Perros originally was. And that's 11 years ago and over those past 11 years and much of it you saw with your own two eyes we've gone through many trials and tribulations and the fact of the matter is i don't think just anybody can do what we've done to build a one percent motorcycle club without ever asking anybody's permission and to stay true and righteous to never allow cops into your club to never allow sex offenders and informants and all these different things into your club to never go for easy numbers. You know, we've done something pretty spectacular here and we are a part of this community. We are a part of this culture. And, you know, whether they respect us or not is irrelevant to us because we're not going so anywhere. That, that's, so that's where it eventually started to come down to was that, um, and, and, and this was the accusation as it continued to move forward. Who the hell is Los Peros? Uh, and 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 how how is it that they are a pop up club and can say whatever they want to say? Who are they? Uh, and and so I'm going to ask you some questions down these lines because these are the accusations that were made against you. So you're the international president of the Los Peros. Is that not correct? That is not correct. Okay. We don't have a national structure. We okay. have a. Uh, autonomous charter chapter structure uh the highest rank or whatever you want to call it in our club is fully patched member in good standing i am the mother chapter president so i am the representant of the mother chapter but that doesn't make me higher than anybody else in our club it's one man one vote oh uh, that's you know i i think that's some old school shit right there and um where did you get where'd you get that? Where'd you get that thinking from? The 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 Miklo I met didn't didn't know anything about that kind of thing. Well, a lot of things I learned from you, but you know, uh I have done a lot of uh learning and studying and I've talked to a lot of old school one percenters and you know, our goal as a club has always been to uh adopt what works and avoid what doesn't work. And uh that that's where we got that so can i interject there, bd yes sir. just for a second i know a lot of people go around saying that we have to change we have to change or the feds are uh gonna take us down it's gonna start this episode is brought to you by snapple Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What 
flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. To be like Australia and stuff. You know, I've heard, you know, I've been around almost 30 years now and I've heard that argument. And I have to admit, yeah, technology is different and stuff. But as far as tradition is concerned, a lot of the older clubs really didn't care. True. They didn't care whatsoever. They did their thing and they had a fight. They had a bleed uh, to get where they're at. And I think one of their questions is, why do you think that you can just throw on a patch when others had a bleed for it? And then they're coming out because I've seen a little bit of the article our uh interview as a late bloomer that one. I didn't I should have known everything going on, but I did it. Uh but one of the things about pop-up clubs is and a lot of people in the scene look at it this way is we had brothers that died. How can you tell me we can't do what we have to do to remember our brothers? This whole thing ain't cookies and ice cream, this stuff. So that would be my question to you is what gave you the right in your mind to just, you know, get together, get your brothers together and call yourselves Los Pre, you know, Pereros. Pereros. I think that's, Pereros. yeah, I think that's where they were getting at with that question. Well, I'm yes, just and I, yeah, and I, yeah. To, and I was trying to, I was on my way there, Hollywood. Um, but I let, let me interrupt that question first to say, is that true? Did you just throw on a one percent patch and call yourself Los Peros or whatever? Or did you go through any kind of a grooming or 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 sit down with any any major clubs or even be taught by by you know what what was your process to get there? Added on to Hollywood's question. So I'm I'm not gonna name drop, but absolutely, man. We didn't just we didn't just, you know, come up with a one percent patch and throw it on our chest, man. We I I went through a lot of mentoring. Uh you know my mentor personally and you know i mean it, believe me he, he to this day he mentors me and teaches me and you know not only him uh the other clubs in the area i've spent a lot of time with uh i you know have been to uh multiple over 30 events of a specific one percent club here in my state and spent a lot of time with them and no it's not just something that we threw on but it is something we believe in with all of our heart and soul it is something that we have come to believe in with everything we have and you know here's the deal man a pop-up club is a club that's going to throw on a patch and they're not going to make it because it's not truly in their heart the difference is you when you stand the test of time and as far as bleeding that's what we're doing right now all these clubs that are trying to stop us and trying to take this from us, and we are still going strong and we will never stop going strong. That's what separates a true one percenter from a pop-up club. Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock on.
Now, so, you know, not to hit you again, BD, I'll just say one no, more thing about do that. Thing, do your thing, do your thing. Uh, because this is kind of a subject that I hold dear, you know, real dear to me. Yeah. You have a lot of major one percenters. You have a lot of one percent clubs that are really old that many don't know of unless you read up on them. You know, the breed comes to mind. Most people won't know who the breed is. But you got a lot of majors like the Angels, Outlaws, Mongols, uh, Pagans, Sons of Silence, all that that lost brothers, not only to stay to, true to who they are, but they also lost brothers to profiling. Because if you're talking about true history, the 60s and 70s, they were getting beat with nightsticks. Sure. Uh, there was one incident in the 70s where uh, an outlaw got killed by a cop. Right. And brothers died for what they felt was right. They died for who they were. And I don't think that can be taken away from them no. in regards to how they act now. Well, go ahead. That's my last man. one, baby. Here's the thing. They didn't die for a Los Perros patch. They died for an outlaw patch. They died for an angel patch. If I was trying to put on an angel patch without the angel's consent, that would be something that would be wrong. This is our patch. Okay. They all, every club has its own set of patches that that's what their brothers have died for. If there's not just one 1% patch that all clubs share. The 1% patch is a patch that signifies your belief and the, what you live by as a club. It's a mark of kindred spirits that you put on your chest that shows other 1% clubs that you understand the same thing they understand. You live by what they live by. It's not a, a merit badge that you earn that you're given as by other clubs. You know, true one percenters are not going to ask permission from other clubs to wear whatever patches they want to wear, you know, and that's what it's all about right there. It's it, there isn't just one one percent patch. People say the diamond as if there's just one diamond that all clubs share. And that's not the case. Their diamond is not our diamond. Our diamond is not their diamond. We didn't earn their diamond. We earned our diamond. We earned well, our at, well, at the same point, uh, Miklo, that diamond is a purpose the suffering that the clubs as a whole went through so what about the finks they wear a circle one percent patch does that not count because it's a circle no it's it's a it's well it's a one percent patch you know what i mean exactly. uh and you're right uh ken it was <laughs> and it was uh roger lyons that died go ahead bd it's on you i just want uh Go with that. Go ahead. Well, Holly, what I'll ask you, I mean, so, I mean, by that measure, no new 1% and 1% MC is uh, going through that, right? Like that whole era of the 60s and 70s uh, and what those guys were doing to, to establish what they've established, who's going to relive that now? That's not happening now. Uh, motorcycle clubhouses are not being blown up in the middle of the night and stuff like that. Uh, for like like it was back then. So by that measure, can there be any new 1% clubs? Well, it's funny you ask that. You know, I always believed if you're in a, you know, 
throw on a patch, you better be able to back it up because this ain't cookies and ice cream. It really isn't. This is, you know, by everybody's account, the underworld. And if you're going to get into the game, you got to know what comes with it. And I know that people talk about Australia and stuff, but it, they don't have a constitution like we have. They don't have a bill of rights like we have. Uh, the Mongols, they just beat that in court where, you know, a lot of people are saying the government's going to take our patch away. Well, it didn't happen. Yeah, it might go to the Supreme Court, but I think if you can back your patch, you back your patch. <laughs> That's right. You're gonna do, you got to do what you got to do. But at the same point, if you're going to throw a patch like that on, know about the guys that died for that ideology, if you will. Absolutely. That are doing life in prison for that ideology. It, it, it's, it's something, if you're going to be the elite of the elite, you got to acknowledge what it, where it came from. Absolutely. A thousand percent. And to tell you the truth, I feel that this pyramid scheme that's in play right now, that, that they're trying to control, control, control everybody. Truth be told, I feel that it's a spit in the face to true one percenters. You know, that's the way I look at it, because this is supposed to be a culture of free grouping individuals. It's supposed to be a culture where you and your brothers separate yourself from all outside entities trying to impose their will upon you. That's the core of every major 1% club is I live for my brothers. You know, my brothers are my family. My club is my government and our bylaws are the rules we live by, you know, and so for, for people to be out there trying to set it up like it's this big giant pyramid of control that everybody has to be a part of and everybody has to shove their beliefs down each other's throats in order to coexist. I think that it's, it's a problem. I think that all it's doing is getting worse and worse because of that. You know, worry about what's on your back. Don't worry about what's on my back. If I'm not stepping on your toes, then what's the difference? You're getting in my business well, and that's where the problem well, is starting. What they say the difference is, is that you are, watering down and warping and uh, and and destroying the culture. So they say the first thing, one of the first things that they've said was that you're a pop-up club. And they say you're a pop-up club because nobody has recognized you. You want to know so how to I prevent just, watering I, down? I, I just want to I just want to know for the record if you've been recognized. I I'm not trying to say by who, but is it true that nobody recognizes you, that you're not no, recognized? that's not true at all, man. Of course not. That's not true at all, man. I have so many friends in one percenter, major one percenter clubs. We have alliances. Los Perros MC has official alliances with other one percent clubs. So to say that we're not recognized by anybody is ridiculous. Okay. You know? Okay. So you have alliances and 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 you've already stated that you know, the accusation is, well, you just put on that patch and you didn't talk to anybody and you just you just popped up one day and here you are. So you said a little bit earlier that that's not true either. Correct. So that these two accusations that have been made about you, you are saying are not true. Correct. So the next thing that they would say is. Um, so Big Cell said on here, Big Cell's on. For those of you who don't know, we're actually simulcasting, so some of you guys can see Hollywood's um, 
uh, version if you're watching it on Insane Throttle, and then some of you guys can see my version if you're watching it on here. Uh, but Big Cell has been a proponent, and you had Big Cell on with you. That's my when brother. You, when you went to that. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Big Cell has stepped to the plate uh, to, put, to put his name uh, behind you. And Big Cell says, so what if you did? You know, you yeah, said you didn't. But didn't. so what if you did? If you did do that, Big Cell says, so what's the big deal? Who establishes a motorcycle club and who says who is what and, and who has the right to do that? Uh, and I think that's probably been part <laughs> of everything you've been talking about ever since you started. Uh, is it MC for Life? Yes. Um, so tell us about that evolution and, and, and your response to, to that. Well, first, uh, speaking on that, I'd just like to make the point of watering down the culture. So the only way to stop the culture from getting watered down is to focus on your own club. The only club that I can keep from getting watered down is Los Perros MC. I can't look at all the other clubs out there and say, you guys aren't acting right. You're watering down the culture. That's not my business. It's not my responsibility. The only club that I can control is my club, the club I'm a part of. So if people want to stop the culture from getting watered down, that's what they need to do is focus what's on their own back and, and uh, contributing to that. Given, given to that instead of looking around and trying to control everybody else and what's on everybody else's back, that's not going to stop the culture from getting watered down. The culture is getting watered down from within these clubs, you know? So I apologize. I just wanted to speak on that. What the question you asked was. So big shell said, so what if you did? Um, so what if you decided to just put a patch on your, on your, what if you didn't go through anything? Uh, Big Cell says, who, who creates, uh, who says, uh, what's a club? Who, who is the person that establishes that? Um, and so I was just wondering, since that has been part, that argument, that, yeah. that presentation has been a part of everything you've done since you started MC for life. Since, Absolutely. since I met you, when yeah. I, when I first met you, I thought you were going to get yourself killed. Right. I, I kept saying, Miklo, what the hell is this you're riding? What are you doing? Right. And and so I took it upon myself to find one of the truest one percenters I've ever known yep. involved in one of the most major motorcycle clubs in the United States of America. And I sent you to that, brother. Yes, you did. To, to, to I thought, save your life. And yep. so people don't, they don't know that. They don't know the tutelage that you went under. They don't know right. the people that you spoke to, especially when they make these accusations about you. Um, they don't know any of that. And that's not something that is, you know, for me to speak of who and what or such and such or so-and-so, but I know who I sent you to right. because damn it, I was convinced you were going to be dead out here. And the path that, that you went on, it, it, it caused us not to speak for a couple of years, for a few years. So you've gone out there and you've come back a very different person. Um, and so one of the things that you got on was what indeed you believe to be this true culture 
and you did this through MC for Life, and you 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 wrote a book. What's the name of that book? I wrote two books. The first book is called The One Percenter Articles. The second book is called The Spirit of the One Percenter. And and I apologize, I have not gotten those books. Uh, I actually felt a little hurt that I didn't get sent the first one, that, just to keep it all real. But um, I I um, that's always been your your thing that you've been on. So it's answer that for me. Answer that. You didn't get a chance ever to address that. It, it, it was always, how dare you? Blah, 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 blah. But it was never, where are you coming from with this? Right. Where, where are you coming from? And why are you so against what has been entrenched with many as MC protocol? What, why the hell are you against all that? Well, I'll just give you my state as an example. Here in my state, there are upwards of between 20 and 30 pretty major 1% motorcycle clubs that are all gunning for the top spot and they all claim to be that top spot. If you talk to one, it's it's a, a such and such state. If you talk to another, it's a such and such state. And, you know, that, that type of system to me, you know, there's this old saying that intelligent people are doomed to a life of torture. And there's no way an intelligent person can look at a system like that and not see all the flaws. You know, it's it's a flawed system. It's a very broken system. And the problem is, is there's a lot of people out there that would choose comfort and to have the path laid out for them rather than having to stand on their own two feet and embrace freedom. They prefer safety instead of freedom. And I cannot live like that. I cannot just fucking put my head down and accept people taking full advantage of me and just go along with that path, you know? So, and that I believe is what separates true one percenters from, from other people that, that want to be in this culture and just want to go with the flow and, you know, do whatever they're told and pay money every month. And, you know, uh, sign you know their what? over to whoever and let them fuck their old lady, whatever. You know, that's the difference. Uh, I I just, I can't sit back and go along with that type of stuff, man. Um, and, Hollywood, you know, Hollywood, you were saying something? Yeah, I wanted to uh, jump in here before you went uh, down this path. Now, I find it very interesting that people say you know, we're going to lose the culture. We're going to lose this and that. Yeah, I do biker news. A lot of people don't understand that's international stuff where, yeah, you're going to see stuff that's happening every day, but that's not that something that happens all the time in the States. Cause I'll, uh, stick with the States. Yeah. You got incidences of a few people going around there, uh, running around doing stupid stuff. That's the way it's always going to be. That's the way the media treats it. If it bleeds, it leads. But there are organizations out there. I'm one of the biggest supporters of NCOM, NCOC, MPP, that clubs are really coming together like never before. Never before. Yeah. And it was because of J.R. Reed in the 80s from the Sons of Silence that started it. The One of the top figures in the biker community if you ask me that now people are working together you know you got a white set and a black set that's starting to come together and say hey we got a common goal here 
Yeah. So it kind of it, it does disturb me that people think just because you'll watch a program like mine that this is what the biker community is all about, and it is not about that. Uh, a lot of what you see is the media just going out there to get eyeballs. But to think that tradition is bad. You know, you got a lot of great people out there that really fought for this. And I can understand starting up as a new club and you got to earn what you got to earn. But I just don't like the fact that, you know, people going after the club scene is saying, hey, we're going to lose our rights. We're going to do this and do that. The DOJ, FBI, ATF, DEA, they're always going to be on us because that's how they pad their budget. But there's a lot of good people in positions like NCOM, MPP, and NCOC that are really trying to bring everything together. And that's been happening in the last year or so. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know, I just wanted to get that out, BD, because, you know, a lot of these guys are really getting banged on. Because we do biker news, me and you, they get banged on and they have a right to be pissed at us because we do that kind of uh, programming. But at the same time, you got to give them credit. You know what I mean? You got to give them credit for what they lived through, what they died for. And their brothers in prison right now that believed 100% in their brothers. And I would like to actually touch on that, man. Um, you know, we black dragon and myself we have a mutual friend that lives up in the uh, pacific northwest in the seattle area and up there they have been fortunate enough to uh get anti-profiling laws passed in the seattle area and we talk about it all the time and you know the way he explains it is you know clubs came together and kind of said we have to get we have to slow down on the bullshit. We have to stop uh, the senseless violence because we're pushing for these anti-profiling laws. And now it's great. There's anti-profiling laws up there. And, you know, basically if you get pulled over and, and uh, cited with, uh, for a crime as a club member, if you can prove that it was profiling, the whole case gets thrown out. And that's awesome. That's amazing. That's the way and it should be. And it's from organizations like NCOM, yes, MPP, club members, one percenters that went out there and did this, yes. and they actually went out there and fought for independence. Your Which hog members, your A-baits, all that stuff. They were the ones that put in the work. Yes, that is true, but... The difference is, is they came together with each other and they said this senseless violence has to stop. And they realized that a lot of the senseless violence was coming from the bigger clubs trying to control people against their will. And they put a stop to it. And where you're seeing that the anti-profiling laws are having a hard time getting passed is where these big clubs are still trying to act that way. And that's not tradition. There's a big difference between tradition and clubs going off the reservation trying to, you know, build some scheme where they get money funneling in. 
there's a big difference between those two things. And, you know, it just, it can't just be a situation where if they have a patch, everything they do is right. You know, they're, they're but at wrong. the same time, when you have a dominant in an area, say Chicago, New York, everybody knows the big dominance there. When you and uh, how much police scrutiny that these clubs have, I'm talking hardcore, you know, they consider them organized crime on wheels. Absolutely. So they got a lot of federal scrutiny on them. And when the cops, they automatically assume that, hey, they're the dominants. Yeah. Well, you got these other clubs that uh, grandpa and grandma that comes up and says, Hey, they went and they robbed me or they started a bar fight. It's not that pop-up club that's going to come. For, the cops ain't coming for them. They're going straight to the dominance. And there's something called Rico out there. Yep. You know, yep. any connection where you have a pop-up club that might know, you know, Bob or Tom or something like that can throw a Rico predicate on them. Right. So you have to look at their point of view of why they don't want this type of stuff. They do not want problems because everybody's assuming that these guys are under them. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but what they've accomplished in the Pacific Northwest, I think proves that it can be done. No, it's not going to be easy. This culture has dug itself into a pretty deep hole, man, in some, in certain places, especially it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be an easy fix, but that's what I'm trying to do is trying to show people and present people with another way of looking at things and doing these things. You know, I believe me, listen, I'm all about certain traditions and I live by what I've been taught. I'm not saying throw tradition out the window. What I'm saying is try something a little different. Try inspiring people to follow your lead instead of trying to force loyalty. You can't force loyalty. You must inspire loyalty. You can't force loyalty. True loyalty cannot be forced. It must be inspired. And that's all I've ever been trying to tell people is this idea of trying to control with force is not going to get us anywhere. It's it's only going to hurt the culture. So um, I want to get back a little bit towards the debate. Um, there were still some more issues I wanted to cover in there. There was a lot of accusations made. Sure. So forgive me for steering us back to that. But, uh, you know, I want to get these digging questions out because there were a lot of accusations made. So yeah. let's go to the... And I've heard this one personally. So let's go to the, you know, always hiding, never riding, always riding, never hiding. Miklo, one percenter, and his motorcycle club are never seen anywhere. So there ain't no way in hell they're ever going to stand up to fight anybody over anything because they, they, they're going to be hiding and they ain't out nowhere in plain sight. You what know, you big sell and me were laughing about this earlier today because it's like, what do people think? Do they think that I'm photoshopping all these pictures where I'm at these big events with these other 1% clubs? Is it all Photoshop? I mean, how could I be such a master of Photoshop 
to be able to Photoshop so many pictures at so many different events with so many different 1% clubs. It's a ridiculous accusation. And frankly, it's what that's how they these guys operate. They just flat out make shit up. And anybody with a set of eyes can that is willing to do a, just a little bit of looking can see that it's it's bullshit, you know. Well, at the same at the same time, BD, too, because they're not here to defend themselves. Uh, at the same time, a lot of them do belong to some old school traditional one percent clubs. And again, do you see why Miklo that they get upset the way they do? Is my question. Do I see why they get upset the way they do? Um. Uh, to be and honest, for and for the record, uh, no shame with four for the road. He he loves you know what he has that mentality where he loves screwing around and he loves having fun. That you know I do the same thing. Uh, so go ahead. Um, I, I'm sorry. The question was whether or not. The question is: do, do you do you see why? Because Forford Road has Forford Road has many people that are involved in the MC life currently. Uh, they have members of the one percent uh, deal. So, so no, you I see why not. they're upset is my question. Uh, no, I do not feel that they have any reason to be upset. Um, you know these guys, man. <sighs> The stuff that they've made up and the problems that they've caused for me and my club, man, are just uh, people don't even know. You know, a lot of it has happened behind the scenes. Shit, this guy, no shame. He claims he came to my neighborhood trying to fight me and that I wouldn't come outside or something. So, so hold fiction. on a second. Hold on. I'm not doing this name shit. If that's where yeah. we are, I'm the fuck out. Well, you're, yeah, I mean, don't throw, Yeah, just don't throw out names because they're not here to defend themselves. Go okay. ahead. Well, Go. I mean, you mentioned his name, so I, you know. Um, no, I actually, I was talking to both of you. I, I wasn't just talking to to you. I was talking to both of you. All right. Um. Well, the question was, do I see why they're upset? No. I don't agree with why there, there's no reason for them to be upset because their whole thing from day one has been trying to uh, scour the internet looking for people to target because they get some kind of a high off of humiliating people. That's their whole MO. I don't care what patch they're wearing, their behavior speaks for itself. So that's my what? answer to that. I, it has nothing to do. If, if, it has nothing to do with clubs. If if their club was to contact me on a club level, that would be a totally different story. They don't even wear their patches on the internet. You know, they're they're on there as individuals, operating as individuals. So no, it's it's a personal thing. It has nothing to do with their club being upset that we wear patches or anything like that. I've got friends in their club. Well, what about friends. what about re requesting a sit down then? That's never happened. Well, have never you requested, requested one? Any kind of sit down with me. All they've tried to do is humiliate me publicly. I I was with, that's why I went on the debate. 
is because one of them came on to MC for Life and said, why don't we do a debate? If we want to talk about these subjects, why don't we do a debate? I said, you know, I don't really know you, but you've been respectful thus far. So if you want to do a debate, I, I'm willing to sit down and talk with you. You've been respectful, so I'm willing to talk to you. And then we got on the debate and it was, you know, wolf in sheep's clothing. It, you know, he was mm -hmm. not respectful. First question from the audience tonight, then we're back to BD. Uh, Danny Delo, here's my question. There's atheists, five or more one percenters on here right now, and none of them have seen or heard of you. Where are you recognized? That's the first audience question. That's because those are all guys that are in cahoots with this four for the road, okay? I'm not going to start name dropping clubs and one percenters that I'm friends with. Black Dragon can tell you for a fact who my mentor is. He's already said it. Hey, you hooligans, help the show out by donating to our cash app. Yeah, man. Keep the grass in stock. Dollar sign, motorcycle man. Okay, so um, I want to. Uh, get back to uh, Scud One Percenter. He asked a question. Eight forty nine. First of all, I apologize. I am just now bringing up Hollywood's um chat line since I'm doing mine mine on my own channel. And I where is that uh, BD so I can put it up on uh, the video? What question? Eight forty nine. Eight forty nine from Scud One Percenter. So right. um um I I didn't realize I could actually see Hollywood's chat. So I just pulled it up. <clears throat> and uh, the question is. Uh, did you find it yet, Hollywood? I'm looking. Go ahead. The question is, uh, what about the ad hominems? Uh, and ad hominems are attacks. Uh, name calling, insulting a man's old lady, sexual, homosexual insult about homosexual insults about a man's father and mother. Is that one percenter MC culture? Hollywood and Black Dragon, are you okay with that? Well, um, I can't speak on what one percenter MC culture is because that ain't what I am, but I know it ain't traditional MC cult, uh, uh, culture. And I know it ain't manly to do those kinds of things. And I know in my neighborhood where I came from, talking about my woman, my family, my father and, or my mother would get your ass toe up, period, end of story. So no, if, if that sort of thing is going on, if that sort of thing has happened, I'm not okay with it at all. I, I, I've seen more disrespect and, and what really annoys me about it is these guys are creators and I, I, I have never been a clown about this. Now there are a lot of uh, people and I, I don't want to curse on your show, Hollywood. I was, uh, I was doing a speech today and I was, all those people hearing me cursing, uh, would be surprised to hear me on the show. I don't, I don't like to curse like that, but um, I, I, I'm just disappointed in the fact that people and kids are out here watching us. And I think we should, we should be uh, extolling the highest. This, this should be propaganda extolling the highest traits of MCism uh, and, and, and not the lowest traits of MCism. If we love the MC culture, so I, I hate to see what this has devolved to. And to answer that question, hell no, I'm not down with that at all. Scud, one percenter. That's that's what I have to say. Hollywood? 
another question from the no, audience. Question. He asked if you if you were if you were he asked that question to both of us. Are you okay with that sort of thing? Ad hominem attacks, name calling, insulting a man's old lady, sexual, homosexual insults about a man's father and mother. Well, you're gonna have to remember as creators on the internet, you're gonna have that. You gotta get thick skin, and it's something that comes along with the territory as being a creator. I always said, you know what? I really didn't know what uh, stars in uh, in the movies or anything felt what they were going through until I got on uh, YouTube and got a big audience, man, and all the other platforms. It's just something that's going to go and happen. And if you're going to let it bug you, it's going to bug you to tear you apart. That's what I think of that stuff. I just blow it over. Uh, question from the audience, Northern Cody, why won't he meet them? This individual, uh, he found out that I was heading to Mexico and that I wouldn't be back until recently. And he set a date. He invited me to come out to fight him in the middle of the country. And, you know, he knew that I was going to be out of the country on that date. And, you know, these are the ploys that these guys do this is the type of thing that these guys do that guy that asked that question he's associated with the fellas from the debate so they're there in the chat section and that's what that's what they do right there okay. go ahead black dragon you to pick them or talk and do stuff i just want to be able to involve the audience too so um uh the 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 idea is that, or, or what I've heard said, and, you know, if I get too personal, it's it's okay to say, you know, I'm not answering that or shut the fuck up or let's move on to something else. Um, but, you know, there is a, a rumor and a story that is around. And I, I'm saying this because this is the stuff I'm looking at on TikTok. And since you guys have all made this very public, uh, you know, I'm not revealing anything here. This is stuff that's out there. And, and some of the stuff that's out there is that you won't come to places where uh, your MC is in trouble to stand up for the guys that are there. Now, I, I have my feelings on that. And that is, you know, if you put a chapter somewhere and you say you're the president of it, you need to be able to stand on your own two feet and not have anybody show up. But uh, what do you say to that accusation? That's ridiculous, man. It, that what that's referring to is something that happened uh, in Texas, um, you know. And the person that uh, I guess was spreading that information uh, is no longer part of our club. And and the fact that he would be out there putting out stuff like that is is a prime example of why he's no longer a member of our club. Um, as far as uh, chapter of ours being in trouble you can ask my my brother here pikey have i ever left any of our brothers high and dry or stranded or anything like that not one single time well there it is now we, we are a brotherhood we are family and we take care of each other period here's another statement from scud one percenter meet who a facebook page or an mc if so which mc no one identified which MC they were from, but gladly dragged Miklos through the mud. And, you know, I'll have to agree with that. 
nobody up there identified uh, where they were from or what motorcycle club they're from. And I don't think any of them ever have. I do remember that that was an old uh, kind of thing from the Sucker Free MC days. Uh, all you knew is that you were talking to Torpedo One Percenter. You didn't know what submarine he came from or motorcycle club, as it were. <laughs> so um, um, uh, what do you have to say to that? I, I, you know, for me, uh, you you have an MC protocol channel. OK, you do called uh, MC for life. So for me, if I were sitting down in a formal setting with some folks, uh, no matter who they were, and I said, I'm Black Dragon, or actually the, the proper protocol is I am this motorcycle club, this chapter, this is my name, and this is my position. If I said that and the people that were interviewing me didn't return in kind, I would have shut the effing button off and walked away. Yep. So that shows me that there is no respect for you. Why in the hell did you stay there for that? Well, because I felt that it was an opportunity for me to speak my truth, man. There's something that you have always told me, Black Dragon, and that is that the truth has a certain ring to it. And I feel and I have always felt that as long as I stick to the truth and I stick to the code as I've been taught, then what is right will always happen in the end. So that's why I stayed on that debate. I felt that if I got a chance to speak my truth, then people would hear it and recognize it for the truth it is. And unfortunately, I was not given a chance to speak that truth because people kept talking over me, etc. So that's why well, I'm very grateful well, to be that's, here with you fellas. That's why uh, you know we're letting you talk, get all everything you want out. But going back, uh, and I have to disagree with you, Black Dragon, but I come from a different time, a different uh, type of ideology where I don't believe anybody should reveal who they are or what club they're in because I don't believe in the feds being able to sit back with their shoes on the table and, you know, validating people. And when you get into them type of conversations, maybe it should be you know, like we have a green room and stuff uh, when we go on air, but I really don't think that people should identify themselves on the internet. I really don't because there's all kinds of things that go wrong. That's well, just yeah, the way yeah, I, you know, when you're well, talking yeah, about tradition yeah. or absolutely. protocol, that's what I feel. Well, absolutely Hollywood. And I don't disagree with that, but then, then his name of his club never should have been, what the hell are you up there talking about? Then if if some of us ain't identifying ourselves, then none of us are identifying ourselves. If the I'm problem is myself, the, then we all identifying ourselves. Or we don't the problem the problem with that argument is that they were on without colors. They're you know, where you can yeah, look but, and they're not on there saying, Hey, I'm from this, this, and this club. You know, yeah, but the title of the, the show before it ever even got put out was Miklo One Percenter from Los Peros MC and, and Big Cell, FHOs, HNIC. They put our club's names out before the thing even got live. Because you're used to wearing your colors on air. Yeah, so I've seen it, them in their colors on the air. 
Okay. Well, that's, I'm just saying I'm coming from a, you know, devil's yeah. advocate type of view. Uh, you're known for wearing your colors on air. So you've already shown who you were and everybody knows you as that where some from there, they're not going to come. And, and that's some old school thinking, you know, again, I, that's the way I think you never let anybody know who the hell you are. Uh, you never put your stuff on the internet. Because there's nefarious actors within the government. Maybe, you know, I need a tinfoil hat, but that's the way I was always taught. But the reason why they did mention your name is, you know, because you were wearing the club colors on there. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not thinking right or wrong. I'm just, you know, asking questions here and playing devil's advocates. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dragon, if you have a... Oh, I, I, I think I... Uh, well, so... Uh... One of the, the gentlemen uh, has now uh, put himself out. Uh, you can see him over here on your channel at 9.06. So uh, now it's okay for me to say his name. Wait, hold on a second. Where is it? I want to put it on the screen. I'm getting lost here. 9.06, uh, one of the, the gentlemen from the program, we can now say the name, uh, no shame, has said, I'll be in Virginia in August. You don't even have to travel if you want. We can fight, have a beer, and then break some bread and have a conversation. Hey, I'm always here. That, old that's old one school. That's old. That's old traditional MC shit right there. Yeah, I'm right here, man. Anytime you ever come here, and I ain't gonna fucking hide from you, homeboy. So the fact that you were out there saying that you came here and that I didn't fight you or whatever, man, that was just made up. And why you would make something like that up is beyond me, man. Why? What the fuck? You guys are the ones talking about receipts. Don't you think that if you would have came here looking for me and I would have hid or whatever you were saying happened, that you would have evidence of that, that you would have recorded that and put it on live and everything else y'all do? But the fact of the matter is, look, man, no shame. I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. I ain't hiding. If you want something, I'm right here. Period. Mm-mm. Well, if that's the case, why can't, and you preach against the violence and stuff, why can't you say, hey, no shame, you know, and I'm not going to talk about their clubs. I'm just not going to do it. Why can't you have a couple people sit at a table with us and discuss our differences? Because that's what it's all about anyway, is trying to, according to a lot what I heard tonight, is getting away from the violence coming to the table. You know what I mean? I'm down for whatever. If, if somebody wants to have a sit down between two clubs, I'm down with that. If somebody wants to come here with the bullshit, then we can get down. Mm. It's that simple. But is that in the spirit of trying to work things out yeah, is what because, I'm saying? Uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, uh, you spend a lot of time saying that that's not what you want to promote. I, I would... Uh, so, you know, I, I don't want to be on a channel where at the end of this channel, two people got together in the desert and beat each other's brains out. Uh, I don't like that. I don't like it either, Dragon, and I am against the violence. But if somebody wants some from me, I'm not going to cower away from it. If somebody comes trying to hurt me, I'm going to defend myself. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't give the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happen. 
All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. And I understand that, but uh, see, this is where I do not believe, and people yell, scream at me, that no club member should be telling who they are on the internet because of stuff just like that. Now we're in a situation where if something does pop off, everybody right. gave up their plan here and everybody right. knows who to go to now. Ridiculous. This is ridiculous, <laughs> man. It's you're right. You're a hundred percent right. It just the absolute just out snitching on the whole thing. Now anything that happens, it's all right there documented. It's just like you, well, yeah, it's documented that you actually said the same thing, you know. I didn't initiate any of it. This dude just came on to our live here and and challenged me to a fight. I mean, I didn't initiate that. Actually, uh, go ahead, Black Dragon. Let me pull this up again. Go ahead. I um, hope it don't turn into that. You know, fights. You know, we're having a great discussion right now. Go ahead. I mean, what? How should I? He said. Uh, here's what he said. I'm putting it on the screen right now, and that is, I'll be in Virginia in August. You don't even have to travel if you want to meet. We can fight, have a beer, and then break some bread and have conversation. And for if for a lot of people, basically, that's not challenge owners anything. In the old days, if we had a problem within the club. Uh, we slapped down 50 now with inflation, that's probably 500. Take off our stuff, beat the hell out of each other, come back for a beer and have some dinner and laugh about it. Uh, that that's the ultimate, that is the that ultimate uh, show of respect. There, that that's the ultimate show of respect to say, uh, you know, let's have a beer afterwards, um, and still being willing for a conversation, but. But um, he, actually, he, he actually gave you respect and you took it the wrong way. Well, I'm down for all I said is I'm down for whatever. That's all I said from moment one. I'm down for whatever people want to do. I'm down. I'm down like a waterfall, period. Somebody wants to come with the static. We can get with the static. If somebody wants to come and break bread and have beer, whatever, that's fine, too. If they wants to fucking throw down and then have a beer, I mean that's kind of weird to me, but whatever, I'm down. Mm -hmm. You know. Have you ever gone to you know you talk about the anti-profile and stuff? Have you ever sat down at, at NCOM? No, no, I have not. I've never Ooh. been present at NCOM. No. Would you be willing to go in a, to an NCOM meeting? Because I know they're open to the public. Maybe meet some people. You know, get some advice from some old school people man absolutely because i don't know your your coc around there but i would suggest 100 you go and uh you know talk with an uncom member and really get involved because it seems like you want to help this scene but go to some older guys that really know what's going on out there and get involved with them you know, Go ahead. Okay. so we we have chapters from coast to coast and the, the part of some of those things that has turned me away from them is um, sometimes I've had a little bit of a bad experience with some of those types of organizations where, you know, 
you try to get involved and and immediately it becomes a situation where control people are trying to control you know going above and beyond trying to control and telling you what you're gonna do what you're gonna wear where you're gonna go and stuff like that and and you know i that's why i've been a little bit turned away from those things and you're right man i mean i'm all about it I've, i'm all about trying to help this culture and the anti-profiling laws and all that type of stuff and you know yeah if i can go to one of those things and it can be a straight up thing where you know i'm there to help and and that gets embraced that's great i'm down with that one thing that i have to disagree with again and you know what that is the biggest fallacies i hear with ncom they're more of a biker rights political action uh type of deal you know and i've been to ncom yeah. meetings yeah. and not once has anybody ever tried to tell somebody else what to do no it you're right. is it, it's a neutral type of place now right. i can't say what the clubs do on the outside but i'm talking about ncom itself because right. it seems like you want to help change the culture and stuff you're that would be right. the best place to start at is going NCOM to is an one, NCOM. You're right. You're absolutely right. NCOM is one that I have uh, absolutely zero experience with, truth be told. Uh, I do have some experience with some of the other uh, organizations where clubs have gotten together, but you're right. NCOM is one that I have no experience with whatsoever. And if you want to get in with some older old school guys, uh, with some of the bigger 1% clubs that can sit you down and say, okay, this is what we're about. You know, NCOM was the foremost biker rights organization after Waco, and they are the foremost organization with what's going on in Texas and all over the country. MPP with Double D, he is over there. He got help get laws passed in four or five states Yep. And these are individuals, if you're talking about being into the biker community, that you really want to talk to because they can get you set off in the right direction. I can even, you know, mention, because uh, he's on the internet, Big Bone One Percenter, great freaking guy. Yeah. And he's the chairman of the COC. And I think he'd disagree with you when it comes to this notion that they're all about control it's not all about control when they're trying to teach if you will because i know there's a lot of protocol channels i'm not really into that stuff because uh it's one simple thing for me you go up there shake their hands introduce yourself you're not going to learn anything off the internet right. that's always been like that with me but that's just something i would suggest to you sure and if you're having problems with these other clubs pick up the phone or get word to them hey let's have a sit down let's discuss sure. this instead of all the internet back and forth go ahead black dragon so getting back to uh that debate um one of the things that uh when it started to to, to end and it kind of went sour and I, I was disappointed that uh they got to a point where they were like, okay, we're out of here. I guess names started getting dropped. Maybe phones were going off. Maybe uh, text messages were coming in. Uh, it started to get um, pretty uh, uh, name-droppy, if you will. But there were some accusations that 
you were going around putting pictures on the internet of uh, various one percenters from one percent clubs to to bolster your club or to to give yourself credibility, whatever, whatever they would say that the reason was for. But um, at some point, they were saying that a national officer had demanded that you take those pictures down. Correct. And, and you never really got a chance to um, defend that. Um, you got taken out. I hate that I'm saying um so many times, I'm trying to get away from that. But you got taken out before you could finish that train of thought. And I don't want, I don't want there to be any name dropping. But I would like for you to, if you never got a chance to finish that that thought, and it it really left, it was a hanging participle. If yes, you, and I, I'd like to know about that. Okay, from, so, from your point of view. Well, and your face all over the place. We're online 24-7, 24-7. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. Hollywood's Motorcycle Madhouse on Spotify and iTunes Radio. You're going to have to endure a little story here, and I'm not going to name drop anything, but it just ties it all together. So... 2021, New Year's Day, 2021, a couple days after that, a dear brother of mine died. I was in Mexico, and I was not able to come back to make his funeral. He was from said club of the national officers. I was not able to make his funeral. I put out a tribute to him at the, with the permission of his brothers on MC for Life, and that said national secretary saw that tribute started asking around about me his bro a lot of his brothers loved me thought very highly of me and he got to these guys from four for the road i guess and they said no don't that guy's using your club to bolster his image and he's using your club you're gonna let him do that so out of nowhere this guy that i had never even met before i've been to 30 events of his club i never met the guy he's one of the only guys that i've never met in that club he starts calling around telling people to take that I need to take down these pictures with his brothers and all this stuff. He's the national secretary. He's going to be in charge of social media. He has that right to do, to call pe around. Well, a very dear brother of mine was the national VP at that time of 2021, January 2021. Very dear brother of mine was the national VP of that club, and he contacted me and said, don't you take anything down. You're my brother. I don't care what anybody says. If they have a problem with you, they need to talk to me. And that's what I was trying to say on that before they all started jumping around like children, you know, and, and wouldn't let me finish what I was trying to say. And that's a fact. That, that just is what it is. That's not making anything up. That's not false information. That is the way it went. And, you know, when you've got somebody who is your brother who's a higher on the food chain higher up national officer who's telling you hey i know that they this guy's saying this but listen don't do anything until i talk to you i'm your brother i'm telling you this is what it is you know and i mean he what well, he is my brother to this day you know he's no longer with that club but at that time he was the national vp and that's a fact Okay, so um, I'm glad you were able to clear the air about that or get your point of view out about that. 
So uh, one of the things that uh, they have taken great issue with is your statement often that every club was a pop-up club at one time. Uh, is that something you said, and would you care to explain it? I don't think I've ever said every club was a pop-up club. I think that that's a, a running uh, narrative that a lot of people say in the comment sections. I don't think I've ever used those words, but I have often said that every club started out at some point. Every club went through the, a lot of the same things that my club is going through. And a lot of founders, you know, I relate with a lot of founders because the things that you go through when building a club from the ground up, especially a club that's going against the grain and getting told they can't wear their patch and they can't be here, they can't ride, they can't call themselves this, they can't do that. A club that is able to push through that and continue to grow and, and stand the test of time, it takes a very, very special type of individual to lead a, that charge. And I, I have a special connection, I feel, with a lot of the founders out there. And I feel like I've gone through a lot of the same things that a lot of them have gone through. And, you know, that's why I say, you know, a lot of clubs have gone through this. Every club has gone through this. You know, uh, every club that has stood the test of time at one time or another had somebody telling them they shouldn't be doing what they're doing. Well, you know? in, uh, you know, let's get out the fallacy of the early clubs were pop-up clubs or the founders of this one or that one. In all honesty, if we're talking about history, the clubs started as race teams. You know, they weren't the clubs that you know now. You know, we have some very old, awesome clubs out there like Galloping Goose or the booze fighters. A lot of these were racers. And sure. the, actually a lot of people ask about the term, you know, outlaw motorcycle club. And it came into effect because they were going against the grain with the MA, not because they were raucous, but because they wouldn't compete in their circuit. So we have to remember when people say, well, all clubs were pop-up clubs. No, they weren't. They right. were actually race teams that you know evolved into MCs. Not and all then, of them, though. Not all of them, though. I mean, no, not all of them. But the majority that you see today, you know, a lot of people with the HA go around and say, "Well, that was from a fighter squadron." No, it wasn't. It was a member of the pissed off bastards of Purdue that helped start that club. And, right. you know, the oldest 1% club around is the Outlaws Motorcycle Club. And, yeah, I'm biased, but it's just the truth. Sure. And then you got the AMA stuff. You're talking 57. I know in 59 is when they added their famous response to the AMA uh, with the AOA patch with the middle finger. But to go and say pop-up clubs from the beginning, no, they were actually the pioneers, if you ask me. Brotherhood and Betrayal is an in-depth look at the trials and tribulations of street gang and motorcycle club life. This isn't the run-of-the-mill book that doesn't get the goods. This book will go into detail of events that actually happened. All materials in this book have been approved by those involved. There is nothing poetic, nor is there any price worth paying for the life we choose to live on the streets. 
James Hollywood Machikari, Brotherhood and Betrayal. Right. No, and I agree. And I, I, truth be told, I, like I said, I don't think I've ever used that term that all clubs were pop-up clubs. I, I don't think I personally have ever said that. Uh, but I have said that everybody started out at some point. Everybody went through the trials and tribulations of being the new guy on the block at one point or another. Uh, you know, and and that's something that people need to understand. People act like these guys were shot down in a lightning bolt by Zeus. You know, everybody started out at some point. And back then, those guys you're talking about, the people that were telling them they shouldn't do what they're doing was the AMA, the cops, society, politicians. Every club that has started out always had somebody telling them you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. You shouldn't be wearing those patches. You shouldn't be doing this. You shouldn't be doing that. And they said, guess what? We don't care what you think. We're doing what we want to do. We're with our brothers. This is our brotherhood. And we're not going to stop for you or anybody else. And that's why but they're still around but today. Didn't they, but didn't they put the blood in? Didn't they die for what we're having today? Serving the time. So, they so had to go through a different period. So essentially, where there's a they short had, list of clubs that are allowed to be one percenters. Is that what it is? There's just this no. I'm just getting the, I'm just getting back. Well, they earned it. They put in so the work. The only one on the street. Well, you have. To, well, just like your buddy who you said was at the top of the food chain. So you acknowledge that there's a food chain now. But what I'm talking about is they're the ones who set the example. So yes. when you well, say well, to keep it in context, he said at the top of the food chain within his own motorcycle club. At the right. same time, though, I thought he didn't have a food chain in the motorcycle club. It's a charter system. You know, that's just when I'm. No, that was the top of the food chain in the other motorcycle club that we were in. The other, well, see, that was right then, DD. So he acknowledged it was another type of deal. But I'm just saying because of the pop up club thing where. I, you know what? Everybody's going to have their thing of history, but I do know that a lot of guys got a lot of beatings from cops. Uh, they were, it used to be where it wasn't, you know, before 1994, I call it the rub invasion. It really wasn't cool to be bikers. You know, one of the main reasons clubhouses came into effect is because the guy couldn't even go down to the bar without being harassed or beat the shit out of by a cop. Well, so I think those are special people compared to today. Go ahead. But it's like you said, Hollywood, if you want to put on a patch, you better be willing and able to defend that patch. And I'm going to tell you right now, there's a lot of things that I'm not going to talk about on the Internet that my club has gone through in defense of our patch. And, you know, this hasn't just been all jelly and, and what did you say? Ice cream and donuts. Ice cream and don't. No, ice right. cream. cookies and ice cream, man. Believe <laughs> you me, that's not what this has, has been at all. I mean, here's the thing, man. You put on this patch right here, a 1% patch, and you're able to stand the test of time. That speaks volumes onto its own, you know? Oh, I agree. I agree. But, you know, most clubs that we've seen now, uh, they don't even last a year. Exactly. And then when you see some of the old clubs that really went through it, a year is the probate period or prospect period. Right. And I can I see agree. where they're coming from, but you know, I'll go back to my earlier suggestion is if you're encountering this kind of uh, harassment, have a sit down with the clubs behind the scene and 
get involved within the community. Because one thing I said about joining NCOM, if you're a new club, go to your local COC, go in there, meet your connections, shake some hands, and guess what? It ain't only going to be you. Now you're going to have 30 clubs at your party. You're going to be able to go all over the place without well, worrying about it. I got to be honest. We're not really facing harassment from other clubs. We're facing harassment on the internet from an internet group whose entire MO is scouring the internet looking for people to try to humiliate. I mean, we don't have, we're not here because Los Peros is getting harassed by other clubs. That's not the problem. That, that's not a problem. We don't have that problem. We're not mm. running scared from other clubs. You know, well, I didn't say you were. I'm just saying I mean, that so, this um, is the problem a, on the internet. Go ahead, uh, BD. I know I'm not so, been so, hitting questions yet. That that being that being the case, Miklo, uh, why give them I I any? And, and you said it earlier. You wanted to get your point out, but but you you wanted to get your point out to an MC group uh, or rather a uh, social media group. I mean, it doesn't. To me, I think you should have just stayed focused on where you were going. But uh, DCL M48N on my channel says the perros uh, or dogs in English are not going to be taken seriously sitting up here trying to explain himself because he's allowing himself to take on questions that men like us don't have to answer. So what do you have to say to that? I feel that, like I told you earlier, man, um, I feel that the truth has a certain ring to it. And I feel like as long as you stick to that truth and you stick to the code, then what is right will happen in the end. As far as uh, answering these questions and everything, look, man, me and BD and Hollywood are friends, you know, and we're to me, I feel like we're just having a conversation, truth be told. I mean, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm being attacked or, or defending anything. I feel like we're just here having a conversation. And the questions that BD and Hollywood are asking are questions that I'm a-okay with. I don't have any problem with anything they've asked me thus far. I appreciate that old dog for that donation. Much love and respect. Uh, hold on. Let me read that. Uh, Mob notorious to you, Hollywood and China doll. Appreciate that, man. I really do. Uh, go ahead. And I and I appreciate the super sticker from Fame Prez, who always makes up a new name to send me a super as a a uh, a chat. Thank you for the support. Appreciate it. Uh, let me put this up. Uh, we got to start taking questions. Uh, BD, uh, four for the road. Uh, score the internet. I made fun of Hollywood. You know Coward. what he did? He made fun of the internet. Is what he's trying I'm to say. I'm a hooked on phonics dropout. I'm not good at English. That's why I, get I don't know if he spelled it right. <laughs> he made fun of me back. Look that up. <laughs> Uh, you know what I had, you know, I, cause I understand where a lot of the guys are. So I, and again, this is the internet. I don't take stuff personally. Uh, if somebody comes at you, come back at them, have, but I like having fun. That's what I used to know. If you know what I mean, we used to do some wicked stuff. If they, and, if they had claimed that they came to your house and tried to fight you and you hid, I mean, that's a lie. There's a difference between messing with somebody and flat out lying about them. Well, of course, but that's something that you might want to address behind the scenes. So you don't, because what happens is you get this big snowball effect yeah, and it just keeps going and going and going. 
you know, that's just like you when you came out your video bashing on me for doing biker news and stuff and living off, uh, you know, the patch. There's a lot of stuff I could have went on, but you notice I didn't get into it because it was like, how many times do I hear that? And how many times do I got to explain, hey, in order to use the story, we have to make representations to what's in that story or we can get a, you know, a DCE uh, request, takedown request and get in trouble, get sued. But I know how that is. There's nothing more that I love is that MC community because I know what people had to go through for it. But at the same time, you try to give them speak or, you know what, maybe it does help the clubs police their own. That's why I don't like getting the MC protocol because I don't, you know, and I've talked to Black Dragon about this. I don't believe in telling somebody how to do something. Whatever I say ain't going to work any damn way unless you go up and shake somebody's hand one-on-one. Go ahead, BD. We got to get to some questions on yours. Uh, well, I, I got to say that I spelled scour wrong. <laughs> I, I learned a new word today, scour, how to write it. Uh, so I, I'm thankful for that. Um, um, so you, you, you um, have, have received a, a lot of um, attacks, and, and I wanted to, to, um, to, to give you a chance to, to, to be able to present your case um, in a way that uh, because you know some of these ta- some of these these accusations they're just they're just horrible. Uh, for someone to make about an MC, and they they some of this stuff can go from you know when I was in the Navy, uh, we would have this thing on the submarine where we would we would practice a nuclear meltdown uh, a meltdown of the nuclear reactor, and that was theory, and then we would practice so theory to practice when when we take the theory and make it real. I, there's something I call internet to to reality, and that is how stuff like this on the internet can get real just because of the lifestyle we're in. And, and so a lot of the accusations that have been made about you could have the implication of causing trouble for you when you didn't have trouble before. You said nobody's pushing around on those Paris, those Paris MC. I want to ask you, since these things have come out on the internet, have people turned from you? Have you, have you had issues since, uh, since this interview and all of the TikToks and stuff that have been going uh, how has the life for your MC changed or been been affected by by this negative press? My brother, I got to be completely honest with you. It's paid off in spades. I mean, <laughs> you know, look, we're yeah. Thank you. Thank thanks for for the road. I, you know, listen. A lot of people have hit me up and said, Miklo, before that debate, I was against you. But I saw you and I listened to your words and now I look at you differently. And, you know, uh, stuff like that, man. That's what I'm telling you is I stick to the truth. I stick to the code. And when you do that, everything will be all right in the end, you know. And no, no, there has not been any major threats against me or anything like that. No, the only people that we have had problems with have been this little group of characters. That's it. LA uh, Nomad Super Chat. Have they had a national in how many years? 
He's asking if you have nationals. Like a national run? No, a national program. Uh, nat- a national party. National meet. National, yeah. National run. Yeah, June. June is our national run. Um, demons. Yeah. We have uh, our brother club is the Fighting Demons Motorcycle Family. We have our Dogs and Demons run. That's our national run every year. Yes. When is it? When and where is it? It's June, and it's a different uh, location every year. Um, uh, somebody asked me, uh, what set are you guys on? Are you on the black set, the white set, or um, are you all multicultural? What, what set are you on? So we have a bylaw against racism in our club. We do not practice any kind of racism, and we do not tolerate any kind of racism. We do not have any black members in the United States. We have black members in other countries. Uh, You know, as far as black set, white set, you know, we're one percenters, man. That's, uh, you know, whatever set you want to consider us being a part of, we're one percenters. We're true one percenters. Uh, I was mentored by somebody from the white set, um, you know, and taught everything I know pretty much. Well, that's not true either, because a lot of what I know was taught to me by this man right here, Black Dragon. So, you know. I, I don't know. I don't I don't really consider us part of one set or the other. We're a one percent motorcycle club. Well, as you know, BD, uh, you teach the MC protocol and I have to uh, disagree with that. If you're in the tradition and stuff, yeah, there is a white set. There is a black set. There is a mixed race set. And I've talked to you many times about how you felt about some of the bigger clubs opening their membership up to blacks and you came back and said hey you know we're losing a part of our culture if that happens yeah, it's I'm, not a, it's not a racist thing i'm it's absolutely against it. it is go I'm ahead absolutely against it i think black one percent of clubs should stay black one percent of clubs and uh white one percent of clubs should stay white one percent of clubs I, I i don't have a problem with that if it, i i i I would so hate set? to see a black the 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 black one percenter club that's all black that everyone knows about. I would I would actually hate to see them not do that anymore. There's a very dear friend of ours that's a club in New York City. I'm not going to name drop, but they are multicultural. They have been multicultural for a long time, and I can tell you hands down they are respected on any set period it doesn't but matter what set say that it, 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 there's racism racism involved by having a white or a black set that's something you know that's been around since the beginning the <laughs> of everything I didn't say it was racist to have a white or a black set i just said that we as a club have a bylaw against racism so you know, I'm not claiming we're not claiming that we are an all white club or an all Chicano club or an all black club. Um, we accept all races in this. And what makes you part of the black set or the white set? If we had black members, would that make us part of the black set? No, you're with a mixed race uh, club. So yeah, it, just, it, just would, set. It, it would just depend uh, really on, I think, probably where you spent most of your time um, or something like that. Well, if it's um, if that's the case, then I guess you would consider us part of the white set. Yeah. 
the Chicanos say, I don't, you know, I mean, we hang with white people and Chicano people. We hang with everybody, man. There's, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I just, I was asked a question. So, you know, I thought I would put it to you, but, um, you know, <laughs> that's a whole nother discussion, but I just want for the record, I don't give a damn who lets who in whose club, what color, whatever. I found a club that was good for me. And if you don't want me in my, in your club, cause of what I look like or smell like, or even what kind of motorcycle I ride, then I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll go join another club. What I, all I need is respect in the street. And now, if, uh, yeah, Ja, Ja said, you know what you guys with your non-English words, uh, Ja, we'll just call it. And thanks for that. Uh, super chat. Just curious if they haven't had pressure from other clubs, what could they have had to go through to survive? Uh, besides, uh, what is this keyboard warriors? Uh, basically oh, we've plenty. We've had plenty of run-ins with other clubs and we've had plenty of pressure with other clubs. The question that was asked of me was, has there been any pressure as a result of the problems that we've been having with these other individuals? And no, there has not. You got one from your channel, uh, BD, that I'll go into uh, my, we'll go back and forth that way we can show support because we got a good online presence right now. Here's this Northern Cody character, man. And this, that's, these guys are trolls. He's on there trying to troll. That's all he's doing. He's not asking serious questions. He's just trolling. Well, he asked for nobody knowing this guy. He sure has a lot of legendary friends and legendary clubs and legendary cities. And right. I'm not going to speak for Northern Cody, but I know who he is. And he's with one of, uh, you know, the top clubs that are around. He's in a very legendary club. And, uh, you know, that yeah. I don't, he's trolling. Yeah. I think that he's trying to get into what you're all about because somebody like him, uh, on the streets is gonna, you know, gonna test you, man. It's gonna mud check you. Hollywood, that guy has put out so much material against me he's i see that's another case where just because somebody's wearing a patch that doesn't mean everything they do is golden you know the the guy has done a lot of, of very dishonorable things in in pursuit of me and mine and this isn't just some random guy coming on the chat asking questions this guy well you know i can you know even northern cody talks about me all the time but i still have to respect who he is i do and whose club he is at his I club absolutely respect his club and you got frankly, you got i don't know why they tolerate him <laughs> well well you know you're laughing in the background but at the same time he is somebody that's well respected in the club scene and there's a reason why he's respected if you know what i mean and you know if there's a problem then why not talk to him why not say hey let's have a sit down let's work out our differences all that kind of stuff that route we i've tried to go down that route and i was met with childish animosity and the same thing he's doing right now just this this you know talking uh negative comments about my old lady talking uh just horrible shit man very dishonorable behavior that's not the way i was taught 
and you know you say he's respected in the culture i mean i i tend to disagree he might be respected by certain circles in the culture but i think there's a lot of people out there that see right through the bullshit and you know they i i listen and don't get it twisted i have immense respect for his club i have the, the utmost respect for his club but you know the behavior that i've seen from him has been nothing but dishonorable get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at harleyliberty.com founded in 2012 insane throttle biker news has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene go over now and bookmark harleyliberty.com if you have the utmost respect for his club then shouldn't you realize that they in turn have faith and respect for him and that should account for a lot of, of what course. he's about and i've given him the benefit of the doubt and i've tried to talk to the guy but you know at a certain point your behavior erases the respect that your club is granted you can't just because just because you're wearing a patch doesn't mean you just get to do whatever you want and disrespect people left and right and and you know uh commit this dishonorable behavior and just get away with it just because you have a certain patch on uh, he did so not uh, northern cody says and i'll let you go next uh bd no, I, I was going to tell you to read that uh, he did not try to go down that route. I did, and he blocked me. Yeah. And okay. then, uh, hold on, you'd answer that in a second. I got to get our super chat in from Vato King. Thanks for the donation. I really appreciate it. He says, come have a conversation with us since you're in Virginia, and come get your recognition. But go ahead uh, as Who's far us? as. I don't know, man. I just read our super chat. <laughs> uh, you know, that's something maybe that, you know, he can private message you through MC Life on uh, your Facebook page. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, we're not really the, seeking anybody's recognition, but whatever. But as far as what Northern Cody had to say, uh, he did not try to go down that route. I did, and he blocked me. Go ahead. Now, okay, I will speak on that. I will give respect to those that give respect anybody that hits me up and is is doing nothing but throwing insults and being disrespectful yeah i'm not going to give them the time of day man if somebody hits me up and says hey man you know let's let's talk about this i want to have a talk with you i'm you know whatever this problem is that we have and here's the deal with this northern cody guy northern cody used to be somebody that liked all my material and then I guess these four for the road characters got in his ear and all of a sudden he jumped on the bandwagon. He used to be a somebody that pressed all the like buttons on all my damn videos, you know? Um, and here's the deal, man. I, I think I'm pretty fucking transparent when it comes to whether or not I will talk to somebody. If somebody shows respect, that's why I went on that debate was because that guy came on and he, you know, acted respectful. And I said, Hey man, you've been respectful. You want me to come on your debate? I'll do it. I, if somebody is respectful with me and they, you know, give me just a little bit of respect that I feel that I'm due, I'll talk to them in any arena. But when you come at me like a child talking down on my old lady, talking about shit that has nothing to do with you being disrespectful, dishonorable. No, I'm not going to give somebody like that the time of day.
but you just said if they're going to give you the respect that you deserve. And a lot of people are going to say, okay, what did you do to earn their respect? Uh, that's one question. Danny Belo says, uh, I guess this is, you know, in response to the Virginia thing. Uh, you know damn well who us is. I don't know what you and Danny Delo got going on, but uh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I'm not a reader, man. I don't know who us is. You gotta, you gotta tell me who us is. So, uh, one of the questions is, Black Dragon, are you signing your name on this guy? I feel like the reason that uh, I'm doing this show is for him to sign his name on himself. He wasn't given a chance to fully speak. So he can speak. I said in the beginning who I know this young man from. And I said in the beginning that, um, man, when I first met this kid, I thought he was a goner for sure. And so I found the most significant one percenter I knew at the time of a major top four club. And I sent him to that man. And so from there, he has struck out to be where he is today. And he has said to everybody, he stands on his own. And um, I just wanted to hear it said from his own mouth. Who is he? Where does he come from? What is he saying? What is he talking about? Who is who is this guy? I, I do know that he's got tens of thousands of followers um, that follow him on his show. There are plenty of people who speak for him uh, in the one percent of world. They're not going to come on. I mean, they're not going to come on here and tell somebody. Uh, does Do they ever? Do they ever, Hollywood? No, uh, they'll uh, send the stuff in the background and try to get their side of the story out. Uh, but before I ask this or address this statement here from, uh, Fa uh, I don't know how to say that one, Jack Jagan. You know what? You're the name guy. Uh, anyway, uh, I got to say something in my stomach kind of just dropped. Uh, but, you know, and maybe it's because I love the club. Maybe I'm biased there as well. Maybe because I really looked up to one of their best national presidents ever and a guy who really tried to bring everybody together. Maybe it's just, you know, that kind of thing, but going after Cody, I don't understand it because you respect his club, but not him. And I, I, I can't see you being able to do one or the other. You have to do either both or the one. Here's uh, the deal, Hollywood. You know, we, just in, in, my club, in my club, ever since all this has started, we've all been sitting around saying, how are these guys getting away with doing this stuff? How are their clubs not stopping them? How are they able to run a buck like this on the Internet, running around? I mean, doing stuff like like going after people's old ladies, that is cowardly and dishonorable, period. And, you know, how people get away with that type of stuff. They, but, their but club Miko, should be stopping were, it from happening. Miko, there, there were a lot of people that felt it wasn't MC-ish in the traditional way to have your woman sitting on your arm while you were doing that interview. And a lot of people spoke up and said that. 
And before you respond to that, Hollywood, that name is Fakerelli. So it's a fake account. But the person who made that account signed their name at the end, Professor Blade. Thanks, uh, Brooklyn Biker. Uh, I think if both parties sit down, should sit down and talk, I appreciate that donation. Uh, for Professor Blade, uh, you blame four for the road for a lot of things, kind of like my dog ate my homework. That is amazing. Any comment to that, uh, Mikla? My comment to that is the only people that have been commenting that I've been answering comments to on this show have been from four for the road. Everybody that I have been answering comments to essentially has either been from four for the road or has a strong connection to four for the road. And I mean, I was kind of told that that wasn't going to happen here. And well, know, with you, I don't know who's with them or who's not with them, man, on this kind of stuff. Uh, right. So <laughs> the questions are coming in and I'm asking them. I don't know who's a, so like the last one, I didn't even know who to fake. I don't know. Uh, barbaric front but they do have a large following and these are hard questions if you can answer them can really put out your point of view you know because you're asking the questions or answering them so yeah oh, they're his, hard well, here, questions his question, but... was, his question was you sure blame four for the road for a lot of things kind of like my dog ate my homework and my answer to that is I tell the truth. I tell the truth. I stick to the truth because I learned a very long time ago that when you start lying and start going down that road, it's not going to end well. You stick to the truth. The truth has a certain ring to it. Everything will always be right in the end if you stick to the truth. Now, whatever you guys do and, you know, as with your behavior for, for the road, what you're okay with, the, the dishonorable things that you've been doing, that's on you. If you don't want me to talk about it, you shouldn't be doing it. Go ahead, BD. Uh, Vato King, he asked one of the last ones on the last uh, thing. I have no connection with them. And like I said, I don't know who does and who doesn't. <laughs> I'm just looking at uh, screen names and hitting them. You know, I do know who Northern Cody is and, you know, like I said, he busts on me all the time, but that does, you know, I understand it because I'm an internet personality. I understand that's the game I got on. And I understand how a lot of people that are members of clubs really don't like how the biker news is. But at the same time, I know which club he's with one that, you know, I respect 1000%, uh, such a good man has really taught me a lot from, you know, being a, I'm not going to say who he is or where he's from that club. Yes. Yeah. But I cannot believe that if he is out there and I just can't believe you can, you, you have to either get both or one or the other, but I don't, I said there ain't going to be any bashing in here. And I think I've upheld that one, but go ahead. Uh, BD. Um, I, I, I will say, you know, um, getting back to the interview. All right. Yeah. We got to drag it that way <laughs> at the end. Um, everybody was, didn't get to, um, say their last thing. And so I think we've, we've combed through the interview, I think. Uh, and then, so one of the guys did a, a interview, uh, his, his, his final words 
on the subject of you. So if you had been given your chance to say your final words, and so let's just go back over it for a minute. First of all, you were wrong about the history. And when they came to you um, reasonably about it, uh, you got nasty and mean. And that's how this all got nasty and mean. That was the that was the statement Two, that was the accusation. That was the accusation Two, um, you. Uh, who are you as some sort of uh, pop up with no recognition? No one knows you. No one's heard of you. You don't ride. You don't show up. You're hidden out in in Virginia. These are the things that were said. Who are you to speak negatively on what many clubs consider traditional motorcycle club protocol, which is policing clubs, policing patches, uh, all the things that you have spoken out against uh, for count since since you were just a kid, <laughs> talking about when you were writing me those letters talking about going to war and all these kinds of things, and I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, so who are you to be saying all this? And finally, um, you know, are you recognized? Um, and, and, and what is your MC and, and who the hell are you? If you, if, you know, facing all those questions that you faced and all those accusations, had you been given a chance to get your, your last statement out? Uh, are you prepared now? Do you know what you might have said? I, I know I didn't didn't uh, brief you on something like that, but do you know what your what you would have said ultimately at the end of that interview had had it gone like a debate should have? You're asking me if I have an answer to the. No, I'm asking you what your final statement would have been because you didn't get a chance to make it. And I went uh, back over all of the accusations that were made in that interview. That's all. So all right. would you have had a final statement? You never got a yes, chance to make it. Absolutely. My final statement is, you know, from day one, my entire goal has been to help this culture by showing people a better way of doing this. I have seen a better way. There are clubs out there that do it differently that are not trying to enforce more and more control constantly as a solution to the problem. That has always been what I have been pushing, is there is a better way of doing this. And I talk about that on MC for Life. Now, am I some authority on, on how every MC should, should operate? No, you know, but I do believe that the culture is in trouble. And I believe that uh, I've seen a better way. And I try to uh, talk about that on my articles and in my books and everything else. And for some reason, people out there, certain people, a very small group of people seem to be threatened or jealous or something else by me and everything I'm doing. And, you know, they they want to speak out against me. And in their speaking out against me, they have committed a lot of dishonorable, disrespectful acts and, you know, that's the reason that I went on that debate. That's the reason that there's been back and forth. That's the reason that I'm here right now is because there has just been this constant uh, uh, plethora of, of dishonorable and disrespectful acts uh, pointed in my direction by this very small group of people. And, you know, you hit me up uh, regarding the debate. Uh, and that I didn't get my chance to speak. And you were right. I didn't get my chance to speak on that debate. Um, you know, and, and I, I feel that I've, I've been given a chance to uh, speak my piece here. I 
you know, I feel that those guys kind of teamed up in the comments section and that's not something that couldn't really be helped, I guess. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but aren't those the, the tough questions you want to have? That way you can, you know, an- like we've been giving you ample time to go ahead and answer them. But those are the tough questions that make you even tougher, if you ask me, because you're able to face them front on. And going back to your statement, you you want to see the culture get better. You want to see it change. Wouldn't that the first thing you would want to do is sit down and talk to some of these people in the clubs and say, hey, you know, here who I am. Here's what I think I can bring to the community. And here's how I think I can help. The way that I feel that I can help the community is through my writing, because I have tried a lot of different ways of reaching the community. And the way that has been the most successful has been my writing. And, uh, you know, I, I so why not take your, why not take your writing to Encom and say, hey, can I get into uh, the monthly newsletter and, you know, speak my mind? Or can I help write for BBB, Bikers Behind Bars? Because uh, you are a good writer. Why not put it to use for the whole? You know what I mean? I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. Um, I'm going to do it too. Yeah. Well, and as far as... Uh, you know, why have I not sat down with these particular people? And it's the same thing. No, I'm, asking every, I'm talking about other clubs. I'm not talking about, you know, particular I'm talking about the other clubs that say, hey, I got this idea that I think I can contribute to we, whatever we you do. We, I have. We, we do. I have and we do. <laughs> the, again, the only people that we have really had a problem with recently has been these cats now as far as club shit you know i'm not going to get into conflicts and 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 trials and tribulations we've had regarding other clubs that's between us and them you know it's not a case of the entire culture being out to get those perils i promise you that you know it's this this is about these people putting out all this disrespectful stuff to here's one of them right now uh Oh, this guy. These people trying to put out all this disrespectful stuff and dishonorable stuff, and that's why. Which one is it? So I to put it on screen. Which one is it? So I to put it on the screen. Isn't it up there? Is this the one you're talking about? Because you just said like this one, so I want to. Because I want four for the road. The guy that's on there right now. Four for the road. Tragic eight oh five. See, I didn't know that. So. He's not trying to help the community. He's writing is to try and justify him breaking decades of tradition and protocol and taking a dump on the sacrifices one uh, real one percenters make. And how would you, you know, articulate your argument against that? All right. He is not trying to help the community. His writing is to try to justify him breaking decades of. Listen, tragic. The culture is in trouble. Okay, every week there's a new news story out there and every one of those news stories can be traced back to one club trying to exert force and control over another club. When a big club tries to control other clubs, those clubs rebel 
And what happens is senseless violence and it just gets worse and worse. And there's more of it and more of it. And the cycle has to get broken. That's why I write. That's what I'm writing about in my articles is there is a better way. You don't have to uh, try to force people to, to, to be loyal to you. You don't have to try to control the culture with force and violence. You can inspire loyalty in people. You can inspire people to want to learn from your example by being righteous, by acting in a righteous way, by being respectful. Okay. And that is would have gotten you a lot further from day one. Had you been a little bit respectful, maybe we could have had a conversation about some of these things. But you haven't been. Just like your comment right here, taking a dump on all the sad. It's it's a disrespectful way to talk to people, man. And I'm what, you know. What did that's you say the where, name of? Uh, what did you say the name of your books were? What did you say the name of your books were? Uh the spirit of the one percenter and the one percenter articles okay vato king tried reaching out to the community but yet here i am asking to have a conversation in person uh but he's claiming you're not wanting to i never said i didn't want to you said us and i said who is us i don't know you man <laughs> yeah i mean what the fuck? <laughs> you got any from your channel uh bd um, you know, I was just trying to find I do, you. Hold on. I do want to address that. You're seeing news article. I would have to say it's tame now, uh, compared to what it used to be. I remember coming up the nineties, damn bombs going off in clubhouses on grand yeah, Avenue. But there wasn't Rico back then. There and was Rico going Rico. all the way back to Rico was going back all the way to, uh, the hell's angels in 79 were the first ones it was tried to be used against and Sonny and the guys uh, beat that. Uh, Rico's been around since Nixon signed it, I think in 75. And there's been many Rico cases during that time. And then it's actually more chilled now than it is, you know, than it was. The thing is there's internet now and one click of a button can get the story worldwide where it couldn't be back then. And but yeah, Rico but the, was around. It doesn't change the fact that the lawmakers are getting their way and the laws against bikers are getting worse and worse in a lot of places. And we are not helping the situation by being out there trying to control people with force and, and threat of violence. You know, mm -hmm. the threat of violence is not a good way to control anybody. All it does is inspire rebellion. And but doesn't that go to the but doesn't that go to the fact Miklo that this is a culture with subcultures and that like I said in the beginning and you agreed you're going to put a patch on you better be able to defend it because yes. a lot of us you know just because we don't believe in society's rules there is another underlying fact that hey you're coming into a scene where everybody knows who the big boys are, who the dominants are, who, uh, you know, set these traditions and cultures up. And you're, you know, you're going through a uh, counter uh, culture type of deal uh, with that. So people are going to get angry. And like I said, if you go to NCOM or C uh, NCOC or and use your gift of writing, maybe 
you wouldn't see this kind of a tax, if you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, you people, um, you better be able to, to defend your patch. If you're going to put on a patch, you better be ready to defend it. Yes. Um, as far as going to income, you know, I'm down with something like that, but at the end of the day, I'm sure, we, I'm sure, I'm sure we can get you, you know, in contact with somebody at the end of the day, regardless of, you know, whether or not it's a counterculture and a subculture and all that stuff, it doesn't change the fact that you can still promote a different, better way of doing things. It doesn't mean it doesn't change the fact that the, the way of doing things might be uh, flawed, man. It, and it is, I'm sorry, but it, it's, and here's the deal up in, like I was talking about up in the Pacific Northwest, the guys that I've talked to up there have come to understand and realize that it was a broken system. And that's why they were able to obtain those anti-profiling laws is because they were able to come together and say, look, as far as going out there and looking for patches to police, we're not doing it anymore. Okay, we're we're not going to play that game anymore. If there's a club out there that's causing problems, we'll address it. But as far as just going out there, gas station to gas station, trying to police everybody with patches, all that's doing is hurting us and hurting our efforts to get anti-profiling laws passed. And where, we're able where did, to obtain it. Where did huh? you, because maybe, uh, you know, because I'm out and about all the time. And I never seen the clubs out there actually pulling patches because they know damn well now that you to get an armed robbery charge or a strong arm thrown on you. But I have is that an internet thing where people say, "Well, they're going to pull patches," or they're telling us what to do? That's just something I don't see on the streets. You know, that's where I'm confused. Oh my gosh, shit! Believe you me, we've we've had to defend ourselves many times. Yeah, and I'm not going to talk about it on here, but believe me, yes, people try to take patches to this day, I promise you. And as far as the Pacific Northwest, that's what I'm trying to say is they came to the realization that that was the wrong way to do things. And that's why they have been able to get those anti-profiling laws passed. Uh, uh, You know what? I would uh, direct you to MPP on that one. I know. And if uh, D actually, you know, was hearing some of this stuff, he'd get upset because they put a lot of work in. It had to do with the police and the laws that were in effect and not about patch police. And yeah, everybody's coming together. If you go to an NCOM meeting, you'll probably see a representative from all the bigger clubs there all getting along, trying to do their thing. Uh, so yeah, there, you know, again, what you see with all the news out there and I have to blame myself that I guess that's one of the reasons why I'm getting out of it at the end of the year, because I want to get back to motorcycles and stuff like that is when you see something like that, everybody thinks it's always happening. Everybody's killing each other. Everybody's out, you know, at each other's throat. But I do know a lot of the stuff that you see in the news is hyped. And uh, like I said, if it bleeds, it leads. But a lot of these clubs are actually working together that most people don't know about. Shit, I know of like 10 people in my own state that were people that I knew personally that have been killed in the past uh, 
less than five years, man. I mean, it hap. Yes, it does exist. Now, oh yeah, it does exist. As, we're all we're alpha males. That's why it exists. You know. Well, yeah. But, well, I guess. I mean, and but if you know, there's the something is, better, if it was something better, Miklo, don't you think it would have changed in seventy years? I think you don't change something that's working. And I'm so just playing people advocate up? here. So we give up on give what up is what? Give up is you know on what is what? Give up on what? Just let me know that. We should not be looking for a better way of doing things. That's what I'm telling you. That I was told straight up by people up there in Seattle, we realized that that was the wrong way of doing things, and we stopped, and that's why we were able to get these anti-profiling laws passed. Well, I think it was the hard work of yes, of course, the clubs and a Absolutely. hard work with the spear, as I call him, Double D, that led with mpp Absolutely. doing this he no, was the steer and, um, and i'm sure me, things for me we've reached the two hour and 15 minute mark uh so i've got to get up and travel tomorrow but uh i've i've gone as far as i can go i'm i'm, I'm actually tired um for me uh i just want to say um, you know there was an agreement that we wouldn't be using people's names and that's all you guys managed to do in the end. And that part I didn't like, and I was screaming at you guys in private chat to stop doing that shit. And nobody listened to me. I'm disappointed in that. Um, I don't like to be a part of that kind of stuff. Um, everybody knows what's going on and, uh, it, it's just, um, I don't, I don't like that. It's not how I get down. I'm not a one percenter. Uh, I deal with you guys every single fucking day and I really wish that I didn't have to, I just wish I could just ride my motorcycle and, 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 and not have to see, uh, none of you guys, but it is what it is. We are where we are. We got to do what we got to do to make it. Um, Miklo, if, if you're going to make it, you're going to stand on your own two feet out there. And if you're going to make it, you will. Most motorcycle clubs don't last five years. If yours has lasted, most of them don't last three years, 50%. And then 50% of those that last three years don't last five years. So if you've made it past five years, you've done better than 75% of motorcycle clubs who've ever started off. Uh, putting that 1% diamond on, I don't have to tell you what it means, what it brings. You already know. You know better than I do. I've never had one. And, um, so, you know, uh, one of the guys asked, you know, what are you guys going to do? Uh, have, have, have any of your guys gone to prison? He said, uh, have your brothers been able to represent yourselves behind the walls yet? And, <laughs> if, and, and, uh, don't worry about that. And, uh, we got he it. Says, because if, if that happens, then you'll be able to know for real, uh, whether or not, uh, you guys are who you claim to be. So. Obviously, there's, uh, there's, okay, so moving on. But anyway, um, I have known you for a long time, known of you, known you, talked to you, uh, seen your progress. Uh, I, I have every hope that you accomplish what you set out to accomplish. I have every hope that you become what you desire to become. And... <laughs> I've had as many haters as anybody. 
uh, I took my motorcycle club from something very small and we became very large and it wasn't easy. So uh, if that's something you're going to do and, 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 and with that patch on, you know, you know more than anybody what the hell it is you're going through, what you've got to see, what you got to do. You know better than anybody. So there are a lot of people. I was looking for your book online. Is your book not online? Yeah, it's on Amazon. I'll uh, send you the link. Well, I what I wanted to see was, you know, when someone says that your words aren't this and, and your words aren't that, they don't mean this, they don't mean that. One of the things that I do when people say something like that to me is I show it's just very easy. You can go to my link on Amazon and see the th the the hundreds of people that have said this book has changed their life or whatever this, that, or that. To me, that's who you should be concentrating on. To me, you concentrate on the people who celebrate you and you move forward past the people who don't. As someone that's watched you for so long and mentored you at one time, I was very disappointed to see you giving this air. I was very disappointed seeing you breathe those guys' names air. I was very disappointed to see you, a mother chapter president, dealing with this, this, this. Only thing you got to do is ride and protect you and your brothers. That's it. That's all you got to do. And be there for your family. And one of the commenters on here, one of my people said, you could start defecating cold beers and they still wouldn't like you. They would have a problem with the, with the kind of beer it was. So move forward. Yeah. And I move agree. like one percenters move. Move I in agree. silence and make your shit happen. Yes. And, and to the naysayers, Hey, man, either we see you 20 years from now or we don't. Mm. That part. Halfway there. That part right there. And, I mean, to be honest with you, this was that last shot at it. Uh, it's all getting put to bed after this. You guys hit me up and, and offered me this chance to talk about it. I, I chose to take it because I felt that I hadn't been given a chance to talk on that debate. And I'm very grateful to both of you for having me on here and after this to be truth be told i mean the whole thing is getting put to bed as far as i'm concerned hmm. well you know as far as bd's concerned about talk you know the comment section when somebody asks us a comment uh we're going to include everybody and if you know accusations are going back and forth you know we have to address both sides but at the what the hell is that it was a fucking oh. siren. Siren <laughs> outside. I'm sitting here like, what the hell is there? Cop bust my door. <laughs> uh, if BD has to go, you're more than welcome to, you know, to keep going, uh, Miklo. You know, you got time on a bigger channel to talk or address issues that you think uh, is going on in the comments section. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know. The, the conversation you and me were having, I thought was pretty good. Um, you know, I, I hate to see you go BD, but if you got uh, pending stuff to do, um, I mean, to be honest, you know, 
Hollywood, I think that really we're all on the same page. We're just brainstorming here on, on certain things. I mean, at the end of the day, we love this culture. I, and I'm going to take exact, I'm going to take what you said and I'm, I'm really going to go for it as far as the income thing. And if you can talk to me privately after this, we yeah, can, that's we can, fine. yeah, I think start. that, uh, you know what? I think that, uh, be something that you would really want to do is get involved with some of the other bigger clubs, uh, sit down at a table, discuss that kind of stuff and really move forward uh, you know, cause you are into writing and stuff. There's a lot of stuff out in NCOM that, you know, you can probably help if you really like the community, go out there and, uh, help it. You know what I mean? Uh, get involved with everybody and maybe stuff like this wouldn't happen. You know, either way, you know, it's your club. You got to do what you got to do. I don't hold, uh, opinions on, you know, who's this or who's that, because quite frankly, I really don't care. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's up to you to be able to back your stuff. And if you're able to do that, God bless. And, you know, it's and but as a creator, you're going to have to really understand that you're going to get a lot of hate at you. Mm. And you're going to have to learn how to roll it off. Or if, you know, somebody's screwing with you, screw with them back, you know, have fun with it. That's the biggest thing I can tell you is have fun. You know, because yeah. really, at the end of the day, does somebody pay your bills or not? Right. To me, to me Miko, this is this is the biggest statement that uh, you could make, other than riding and representing that patch. Uh, these are the things that you believe in. These are these are the ratings. This is what people have had to say, um, and and this to me is is your statement. Uh, the only other statement to me that you need to make is I'll see you on the road. And that to me, that's everything. That's what we've had to do. Um, my God, people, they just, they just don't like people. It's just the way it is. Right. They don't like people. People have a problem with people, et cetera, et cetera. I find personally that many of you guys that, are, are on this have so much to learn, so much maturity to gain. Uh, and, and many of you guys aren't much better off than the guy you're talking about in terms of time on the set, uh, time working for the club, uh, time, you know, what have you given to the club? Uh, Hollywood comes for a more structured, traditional kind of, of, uh, thing. You can hear whatever he talks about. Uh, one thing we old timers have to realize is that new guys are going to come in and they ain't going to do it like we did it. And that's just the way that it damned is. Like they called us the worst things that ever came. Uh, the baby boomers or whatever they called us, the worst thing that ever hit. That's what they're calling you now. And you're going to say the same thing to the young guys that come after you. Hell, uh, the next generation may be riding electric motorcycles. Think of all the bikers that are going to turn in over in their graves. If that's good. Or they might be on flying carpets. But the culture will still remain, and it mm. was built, built from that. Um, some things you do, um, I agree with. Some things you do, I don't. And that's what people say about me. But you absolutely have every right to stand for who the hell it is that you think that you are. And obviously you have st brothers standing behind you 
that uh, 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 appear to, to, you know, the brotherhood is the brotherhood. And you know when people are standing behind you and you know when they're not. So personally, I wish you the best. You know, I've always, always had great faith in every man that puts some seeds in the ground. Mm. Yeah. Well, good stuff saying that right there, Black Dragon. Uh, I guess we'll uh, chop it up for today. Tomorrow morning, I won't be having a show. And, uh, the, you know, the members only still on. But, uh, you know, my advice would be get involved in the community, Miklo. You're going to love it. You're going to have people partying with you. It's just a feeling of inclusiveness, if you, you know, you know what I mean? Because let's just face it, you know, you need other people there. If you're into the biker rights stuff, get involved and really make a difference with the riding, man. Uh, either way, you got to sit there, look in the mirror and be your own man. But understand there's going to be some stuff that come at you. You know, I hold no feelings against anybody. So, you know, to me, this is what it is. And uh, I really hope you get involved with everybody else. Because well, I think well, you, I think you can help with your writings. Well, thank you, thank you, Hollywood. I, I want to thank you for having me on your show, and Miklo, I want to thank you for coming on, and um, you know, I want to thank you for those messages that you sent me. Um, you know what you sent, and um, thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Oh, I love Rocket Hill, guys. I'll see you in the green room, uh, Miglo BD. I'll be right back again tomorrow. I won't be having a show uh, in the morning or with China Dow uh, to be members only. We'll be back in full on Tuesday. You all be safe. I say goodbye, Ramus, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. Number one internet biker radio show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode.